RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Season 4, Episode 14, Star Trek Phase 2 Production Reports, Part 2, 1977. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. All right, Star Trek fans, oh, canonistas, film historians, and of course, all of our beloved Trekophiles spelled with an F. Hey, listen, <laughs> happy ongoing the motion picture 40th anniversary, everybody. Um, Again, if you heard our last episode, you almost want to go back and listen to that first if you haven't, because we're having a literal part two on the incredible saga today of the role of Zahn. Who was Zahn, you say? Zahn was the wannabe Spock replacement for the aborted TV series Star Trek Phase Two, whose pilot in the image became the motion picture. Now listen, we've got incredible documents. If you heard last week's episode... We have our guest back with us, but before you do anything, check out the, fa- the before you do anything, check out our page on Facebook, The Trek Files. Catch up with our documents this week. Give a listen to a sample here, and then I'll be right back with our special guest. Daily Production Report: Star Trek, Thursday, November tenth, nineteen seventy-seven. Director: Bob Collins. Marshall Colt, Decker. Joe Hacker, Decker. Gary Swanson, Decker. David Cottrell, Zahn. Damian Thomas, Zahn. All right, I'm so excited. <laughs> there is so much more uh, Star Trek history here to get to. With a corner that we barely examined, I'm so glad to have our guest today with us, David Gatro, who was the once and should have been Zahn. You'll know him as Commander Branch from the Epsilon 9 scene of the motion picture. But David, thanks so much for being back with us. Larry, I can't begin to describe <laughs> to you what a joy this has been uh, to review some of these moments to remind myself of how important Zahn was to my life. So this is a privilege for me. Well, I, I want to get into this because I think what a lot of our audience would think of when they say how important Zahn was to you in your life, if, if they are caught up on their Star Trek homework, and I hope you all are Trekophiles, that Zahn was this creation that would have happened but then didn't and went away except in our memories and thoughts and snapshots of history. Very much alive, though, for you. And we may have sympathy, um, you know, a, a regretful. It's beautiful to see that it has not been quite that for you, which no, we're going to get to. Not at all. But our document of the week here basically is a round two of the audition process. And what, <laughs> getting back to, again, folks, if you have not heard last week's show, please get that. It was an actual finalists, if you will, round, a camera test for everyone who had been reading for Zahn and Decker for the pilot to, to film Star Trek Phase Two in the fall of 77, right before the whole project was yanked and became the motion picture. And other things uh, evolved as well with the format. But that was a, we were talking that was an actual end game to an audition process mm-hmm. but that was uh, October 28th mm-hmm. this is November 10th that's like <laughs> 10 nearly 2 weeks 10 days 2 weeks later mm-hmm. 
What happened? How, what happened? What and happened? I think I've heard you say this was a completely different experience aside from a what-the-hell experience. I had been essentially signed to play Zahn. I was very excited. Mm-hmm. And then after the, that first after that first that. October twenty right. eighth, I had clearly won that quote football game. <laughs> and uh, then the producer, Bob Goodwin, and the director, Mr. Collins, said, Dave, we have to do another set of screen tests. We want to tell you what this is all about. Uh <laughs> Well, is many things at play right now, David. I want to uh, make a few adjustments. We want to look better. We want to have better sets. We want to have better lights. We want to show them that technology-wise we can shoot this better. That's all good. Your performance was great. We don't need to change any of that. But if you remember in the original series, uh, there was a bit of a love's labor's loss between Mr. Spock and uh, the nurse, Nurse, nurse Chapel, Chapel. Mm-hmm. and she feels that your character is perhaps too young. I went, huh? And we now realize that she has discovered another actor who she's promoting for the role of Zahn, uh, and well, therefore we have to, and also, by the way, for the Decker role, we're bringing in 10 of perhaps the hottest young actors in Hollywood today, so we're hoping that you'll say yes, and you'll come in and do another screen test. Now, before I hear your answer, so none of the three Deckers uh, from the, the first they, they went to the first cycle wound up passing muster. They were not going to move forward. Okay, so they put out a new call for that. That's Okay, correct. fine. But even more so, when you say she... Christine Chapel. We're, of course, talking about Majel. Majel, that's Gene's wife, who holds some sway here. Yes. Somehow, Majel did not get the same memo you did, (laughs) because the whole point of Zahn was in not having Leonard back and having to create it and taking a risk, Right. right, for the format and the chemistry of the show. Right. Having it both ways, Gene uh, did, then the brain trust. Hmm. We'll have a Vulcan, but it'll be young, it'll be a full blood, we'll have new things to play with, exactly. right, as far as the chemistry of the show and the format, and thus Zahn is created. Right. And and then a lot of the pieces, and I want to get to this, a lot of the pieces we wind up seeing in Spock and even later on with with uh, Ethan Peck's portrayal of Spock. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those same ingredients are still there that, that they wrote into the pilot, but okay. uh, for Zahn, for Zahn. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, to feel like you're being jerked around here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, pr- pr- please proceed, Governor. Sure. <laughs> Let me put everything in one context. Uh, as I've shared before, I come from a very blue-collar family. So they want me to come in and do yet another screen test. I really don't want to do another screen test. You've got signed paper. I'm signed. I'm contracted. And all of a sudden they're saying there's a problem and we want to move forward. But mm-hmm. we need your help. And would you come in and all this stuff? As I might have mentioned in my first go-around with you guys, I had a young woman working with me who is now an agent mm-hmm. because of the success that she had shown by getting me through into the Zahn world of Star Trek, they made her an agent. She well, suggests... you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you very much. Fur. And she goes on and has a wonderful career. She suggests, and I suggested, well, they'll have to pay me mm-hmm. if they want me to come back and do another screen test. We are assigned. Yes. They're going to have to pay me. 
Now, obviously, I'm living in a garage apartment somewhere in West Hollywood, and I'm living, you know, I'm right. scraping by. But, yeah, I've been signed to a contract, but there's no money yet. And they managed to concoct a story that I'd just been cast on that same date that they wanted me for the second screen test to do a, a guest star role on some universal show like Fantasy Island, <laughs> and that they were going to pay me $2,500, which was a lot of money back at that time, top of show. So, therefore, if Paramount wanted me, They'd have to pay me that $2,500. For this important screen test. For this important second screen test to please Mrs. Gene Roddenberry. And I went, I'm in. And I have the canceled check, so this actually did happen. So the we day- were talking about memory, though. Yeah. But did you say so? there's a there's a conjuring when we sent you these these production reports? Oh yeah. Yeah. Did, did, did some of this reignite? Some of this had totally. faded. Um, you oh. were very kind to send out what we call the call sheets, where you see right. your name and what time you have to appear, and there's your little Hancock saying, "Yes, this is mm-hmm. me. I appeared at this time. I'm due on this soundstage at 8 a.m. I signed in. It's just like any other work form. Right. And there and, it is. And a, and a, and a a time card and a time you show cards. how long you were there yeah and there's the names of the other gentleman person mm-hmm. who's going to come in and audition for the role of zon a character that i felt i'd already claimed that's interesting it reading with other deckers is one thing yeah they said look we need your help right and we want to look good and we're going to it's a very different scene and or it's a better scene and uh that we're gonna have a better backdrop Which is bizarre anyway yeah. who's gonna see this why are they worried about what the backdrop that sounds like more show and tell who a knows a little more padding uh, though to get you uh, in but, the door you know what it's by this like. point the producer and the director are like good men in my life, mm-hmm. and we're all in this together, mm-hmm. and I liked them as human beings, and I said, okay, I'll... I sat in the makeup chair, and the gentleman assigned to do my makeup that morning was that incredible makeup artist... Fred Phillips. Fred Phillips. From the original series? From the original yes. series. Had done Leonard's ears and all of that. Yeah. And I'm sure at this point he was already aware that he's going to be manufacturing ears eventually <laughs> for a new character. So he was invested, and I said to him very bluntly, Sir, I'm going to kick his ass. Whoever this it is that they have suddenly come up with that wants to come in and try out for the role of Zahn. I know what's going on here. He goes, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I said, I need you to make me look my absolute best. And he went, let's do that. And I can tell you, because I've seen the footage, Mm -hmm. the makeup job that he did on me is brilliant. I mean, I looked so handsome. <laughs> it was so and all. brilliantly done. Yeah. And he gave, he instilled in me something. He gave me, a, a, I call it the confidence of an older gentleman who'd been around for quite mm-hmm. a while. And he says, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. And there was something in him that I said, yeah, well, let's do this. A little karate kid going on there. A little there. of that. A little, a little, I, uh, I saw the other gentleman uh, come onto the soundstage. I remember the soundstage vividly. I remember where I sat in the makeup chair. And I remember seeing this gentleman. And I was told... Of course, he's older than you, David. Again, this is that because something closer to the existing Mr. Spock, and that well, now, would help. And let's let's stop a second. Mm-hmm. The whole point of this was Majel. I started to say this. Yeah, didn't get the memo that the whole point was Zahn was younger. She's worried about the future of her character. Like Zahn would just transfer into Spock. Yeah, I guess she thinks all Vulcans love alike or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of <laughs> come on, Majel, get with it here. But yeah, she's totally worried about what's going to what, what's the point of Chapel. 
right. aside from handing McCoy hypers, right. if she doesn't have spot, a relationship, if that that's sure. not going to continue. How could she have one with a twenty-five-year-old Vulcan? Right, it ain't going right. to happen. Right, she didn't get the point that Did not we'll find something point. else for you, Christine slash. But again, this is more than I knew at the time. Which, but her her, but that shows the power in this way and sure. the, where she is the time. Sure, you know, being Mrs. Jean Roddenberry. Yeah. So all of this mm-hmm. is because of. That okay, I would say so. He was more closer age appropriate. Did, but this was explained to you at the time, or just the fact that we're just doing this? To- no, I believe that the producers, who mm-hmm. was young and a good man, and mm-hmm. I think he was always very apt in giving me the sidebars on an awful lot okay. of things that occurred. Uh, he was very generous with me. I think he knew I could handle it. And he never so, wanted me to feel uh, left out. Right. So, so you got the text and the subtext. Yeah, yeah the text okay. and the subtext. And I remember vividly when the man walked out on walked onto the soundstage, that it was like it was like an entourage. Besides just he coming onto the soundstage, it was also with Mrs. Jean Roddenberry, oh, okay. like she was escorting him there. And you know, he was from England, and he had done a a big motion picture, the title of which was something like Muhammad Messenger of God. And I'm supposed to get all frightened by all of this, and I didn't get frightened by any of it. I just said, "Hmm, no, no way, this is not going to fly." His his Sinbad in the Eye of the Tiger, Sinbad credit. in the <laughs> Eye of the Tiger, <laughs> was what also attracted my eye. He was truly handsome, very exotic looking and mm-hmm. older than I was. So all of those things are yes, absolutely. Uh, I remember doing the screen test for a lot of reasons. I was very curious about being told in advance that the guys that I was going to be testing against that were mm-hmm. auditioning for the role of Decker were amongst the, quote, hottest <laughs> actors, young actors in Hollywood today. And we're talking about Marshall Colt and uh, Joe Hacker and Gary Swanson right. here. Yeah. And now I'm going to share... And I hope nobody takes any offense. They weren't prepared. Mm. And that stunned me. Uh, One or two of them had to have their pages on my council. That means they didn't know their lines. Right. That blew my mind. Um, I felt... uh, No, this is going in the wrong direction. But I felt very prepared. Yeah. (laughs) Put it this way. Uh, Why are you questioning me when these guys are walking in? You know, it's you know, I'm a young actor, and I'm going. Oh, so this these are the hottest guys. Oh, so like if we both go up for the same movie, I'm supposed to like stress over these guys. I'm not going to get stressed about these guys if we're competing for, let's say, down the road for the same role at some Mm -hmm. point in time. You know, that sort of erases. It's like the Super Bowl. I'm Drew Brees. Who are you? Do you follow what I'm saying? I don't know how else to, to coin it. Yeah. But it was a it was an interesting moment to be told, and these are some of the hottest young actors <laughs> in Hollywood. I'm going, okay, show me Steve McQueen. You follow what I mean? Right, right, okay. right. So I remember very much the atmosphere. I remember it as being very colorful that day. I remember feeling that the lights were different, meaning the lights that were mm-hmm. on me were different. I felt like things the have been ratcheted attention, up production wise. Attention right. to detail was different. Right. Um, 
there was better staging, if I could illustrate, you know, that we weren't just staccato, head-to-head, mano-a-mano, as it was in the first screen test back in uh, late October. So, yeah, there was textual changes. I think it was a different script. I can't remember it right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've never actually been privileged to see it. (laughs) (laughs) The sides. We'll have to dig. Maybe those are back in there somewhere. But But I do remember, you know, Joe is the actor, and I remember Gary is the actor, and they were very handsome fellas, and... Uh, I'm hoping we had a damn good time doing it. Well, as opposed to that first call sheet slash production report, Mm -hmm. actually production report, which had actual times in and out. Uh, and, and you were cycled, and you read with one actor. They had different zones reading with different deckers through the day, and you didn't hang around. You no. didn't see the other uh, actors auditioning slash screen testing. Here, though, as someone who was assigned to the role, oh, would you do us a favor? Okay, we'll pay you. It's you're all, you've got a makeup call. You had an hour for makeup, and then you're you're called and not dismissed from eight thirty till two thirty. Yes. Basically, everyone else is coming and going. Um, but your your rival, <laughs> your your late arriving rival comes in eleven. Did you see him and doesn't leave till four thirty? So you're yes. overlapping in time. Did they have him uh, cooling his heels? Did you all actually see each other? Really? Yeah, he did not come over and say hello. <laughs> As I said, he sort of breezed in with a bit of an entourage. There was definitely this mm-hmm. feeling of uh, he has arrived. The it has arrived, whatever all of that means. Right. Well, Major could be a one-person entourage. I, uh, yeah, part of that keeps. was true. Imagine Lawaxana Troy, folks. Uh, and yes, it's very I easy to see. I actually remember, unlike the first go-around in October, I actually remember staying and watching him work. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving the soundstage saying, nothing has changed. It's my role. There was something so false about his persona mm-hmm. for the role, not for him as a human being, right. but what there was he just came up something with to use. It was, very, it was very arch. It was like the difference between Sean Connery and Roger Moore. Mm. Sean Connery was the real deal. Roger Moore was just a really delightful actor. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked at this guy and I went, oh, that's very British. Oh, that ain't that ain't right for this role. However, I internalized it and externalized it and said to friends later, nah, it ain't happening for that guy. That was just me. And you know what? No one else ever challenged you for the role of Zahn. That's that's high praise. You, uh, you've really you've, you've had you and no one else has had Zahn all this time. <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> not to Thank be bittersweet about. It. Do you do you remember any of the experiences with the three that you did? Those those not so hot actors of L.A. Um, hot, hot newbies. You know, it's again you're. I know that's a little unfair. It's, it's unfair. And, lo- and we were looking. Several have had uh, great careers. Have yeah, no, a lot of, a lot they're, of credits. they're marvelous yeah. human beings, and, right. and, and it just stunned me. Really, uh, how else to put it? Again, this could be the blue-collar part of you coming mm-hmm. out saying, you better arrive extremely prepared. This is a screen test. This is for a great project. How can you not know your lines? How can you need your pages? Right. You know, my counsel, I'm Zahn. It's my counsel. Uh, you know, these are my. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my computer. How can you just lay your pages on top of my now, the camera's not going to see it. Nobody's <laughs> going to ever know this. But, you know, there was whatever that Sounds is. Sounds like you're taking ownership of that character already to a Thank pretty you. good degree. Well, do you, just as a part of the experience, you were talking about the, the tech, 
the physical visceral environment had been stepped up by then. Um, Had you been at the stages, at the sets in between these two uh, camera tests? No. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. So your only times at the physical... That's correct. Uh, ...were for these days. So That's correct. had you had like a fitting or any other makeup testing or anything along the way? You know, I remember only post this second round of screen test, when it was completely decided, David Gotro, you are Zahn. Mm-hmm. There are no others. From that moment on, it became literally all hands on deck as far as wardrobe fittings the ears and the time that i spent with mm-hmm. mr phillips. phillips at his marina del rey apartment which is where i would go to for him to start creating the molds for my ears that became the all hands on deck this mm-hmm. is real we're really going ahead and we're going to start shooting this pilot so this wonderful makeup job for this second screen test yeah were they were generic ears probably were they old leonard ears who knows i didn't ask <laughs> So this day mm-hmm. comes about with uh, disappointing Deckers, perhaps, but that's not your concern. Not my concern. Your concern is, who is this interloper? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he was dispatched, because very soon they had to... It, my memory says, the following day, the which is a Friday. Day. Okay. I'm at my little, woeful little apartment in West Hollywood, and the phone rings, and it's about 5.30 p.m., and it was Gene Roddenberry. Uh, a Friday? It was a Friday evening. 5.30 on a Friday? I swear to God, it was 5.30 on a Friday. Because, as you know, at this time of year, we're already losing light, mm-hmm. so it's already on its way to darkness. It certainly was not daylight. It was on its way to darkness. Mm-hmm. David. Hi, Gene. The role is yours. But we have a wonderful announcement. I want you to be here. Can you come to the studio right now? Right now, Mr. Roddenberry? Could you come right now? We want to celebrate. We want you with us for this. Absolutely. Oh, my God. (laughs) I get in my 64 Ford Falcon Futura convertible because the roof wouldn't work. I drive to Paramount, which wasn't too far away from where I was living. I swear to you, it felt like the gates opened without any security guard asking me for my name or my social security number. I arrive at his offices, which were quite large, and I enter a room full of... Well-dressed men, including a young Jeffrey Katzenberg and a much more mature Michael Eisner and, of course, Gene Roddenberry, dressed very casually, Mm -hmm. as he always was. And a group of men that I was introduced to, uh, they're from NASA. Hmm. These are my contemporaries, David. You'll learn a lot more about that later on. But first, (laughs) grab a drink. What would you like? I go, I love bourbon. Give him a bourbon. All right, everybody. Are you ready? And here we are, celebratory, standing up with a drink, and we're going to be a motion picture. Clang, 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 clang. In that moment, he's telling me, you're Zahn, Mm -hmm. and we're now going to become a feature film. Forget series, forget pilot for series. And then we'll go to series. Oh. But first, we're making it as a motion picture. Clang, 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 glasses all around. Hurrah, huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. I was feeling at that very, very moment a little disturbed. And I don't know why. I can't even isolate the feeling. But shortly thereafter, I go into a private sit-down with Bob Goodwin, who was the producer I'd been working with for all this time. And he explains to me that The story well told by now is that Mm -hmm. because Star Wars had just been released by Fox and it had gone through the roof, was a 
hundred million dollar box office that Paramount felt like it should do the same thing with Star Trek and then go into series, mm-hmm. so-called phase two. But he was st- there was a there was a two phase level to the movie also oh. because it started as a small movie that became because he's still attached when it's a smallish movie. Nothing's going to change, Dave. It's just <laughs> going to be better. Period. <laughs> David, can we please have you back for another sit down? Because we have to put an end. There, there's a final chapter to the Zon saga. Of course. And I want to get to that, but that's such an intriguing place to live because all the TV people are thrilled to be moving into a motion picture, and that's not where we where things stay. You could say, yes, wow, what a great career move for all these people. <laughs> and on that, I'm going to pause you, David, because uh, we have to have you back for more to find to to, uh, to end this saga, and that's such a great tease. <laughs> The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. All of our documents and your chance to comment are available at facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. It's very easy to get to. Now, for more great podcasts, check out podcast.roddenberry.com. And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. That's B. At larrynimachek.com. Trek well, everybody. podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network